all of us. All of yeah, us. let's talk about when we, we first met. all have different, like, first meetings. Yep. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Beautiful stories of... So, Monica, do you want to tell... About how, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, Emily and I were first in a math class together. Our freshman year. Freshman year. I should and... preface that I'm horrible at math, and Monica is not. <laughs> so no Monica's comment. in finance. The fact that we were so... in the same class says a lot. <laughs> I'm not salty about it. And um, <laughs> so is mm-hmm. the. I was writing lyrics in my... You can cut the salty part, actually. <laughs> uh, so I was writing lyrics in my notebook, and then Emily, like, peers over me and just like, I know that's all good. Yeah, I did. And a beautiful, beautiful friendship began with... Um, well, oh, the Academy is... Mm-hmm. About, about a girl. A girl. God, um, I was so angsty. Uh, I mean, we all were. So... So full. The Academy of is angst. was easily my favorite um, emo band. I feel like we we're all pretty angsty because we all liked. I know, but yours wasn't. Music. Yours was Fall Out Boy. Yeah, yeah, yours. I mean, mine was and Dashboard Confessional. Actually, mm-hmm. I would say I love Dashboard Confessional more than Fall Out Boy. Uh huh. Oh my god, you guys remember the main? Oh, the main. Oh my god, it's still around. It's still around. But um, like... God, Mayday Parade is touring right now. They oh, are like really? coming up. I loved Mayday Parades first album but then they got rid of one of their lead singers because they had two and it made me so sad did i tell you i saw death cab for cutie oh my god i loved it last two two weeks ago monday oh recently they were amazing one of my cousins like slow key loves them shout out to kami um yeah kami (laughs) i i would love to see them live i fucking love death cab for cutie transatlanticism is my favorite song me and wolf ever. saw them and then the next week did we they s- perform that song <laughs> i don't remember i'll look up this the reason the fine. reason i don't remember is because then the next week we saw arctic monkeys and so like most recently just saw oh, the arctic monkeys awesome. and they were amazing oh, did, did they perform what what songs from am did they perform i can't tell you it's wolf is honestly okay. the better i'll look up I, the set list again. no again i don't i'm not good with song yeah i'm not gonna name song of not songs but i'm good with like lyrics obviously yeah. am is arctic monkeys best album we've had this discussion i know yeah. i know you like their new one but their new one is so beautiful so um emily you want to explain how we met we met yeah we'll just go to try well biology class <laughs> it's about biology Sean, this game. We, did, we did but i loved Leaf. her loved i actually her. did like her yeah um, i did I loved her. she taught me how to spell separate so I missed that. <laughs> it was, I went to the fucking bathroom. It was so great. So she like, sc- our teacher screams, a rat. And all of us were like screaming too. We were like, oh my God, where? She's like, a rat. Sep, a rat, E. That's how you spell separate. Because <laughs> apparently in one of our labs that we had to do, all of us spelled separate wrong. Which is like not, honestly not. It's easy to do. It's so it's easy, so to, easy do. to do. It's not, it is not spelled how it sounds. But I just want to point out that I missed that because I went to the restroom and I came back with them screaming. <laughs> and I was like, what just happened? And she's like, I just taught your whole, the whole entire class how to spell separate. And I was like. This is like the middle of the semester too. What? This is not how we met. Yeah. <laughs> we, I. Yeah, you sat in front of me. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. Were y'all in the biology class that was like you we had, had the same left time? Me. Yeah, yes, you had out. You had, yeah. uh, at the same time. Yeah, we would see you we'd in the see window because you'd be like, like yeah, yeah, I would derp so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so I loved bio. Yeah, I'm sorry, but biology was one of the. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Um. So how I met Monica. I don't even. Um, I love this. Song. I, so, do we get background or do we just go with? We're just gonna go with. Um, so Monica and I were both in the library after school, and I saw <laughs> that we had a mutual friend. So I literally ran up to her and was like, "Oh my god, do you know so and so?" And she was like, "Oh my god, yes, I know so and so. Like, how do you know this person?" And I was like, "Oh, I went to grade school with said so person." <laughs> <laughs> and that is how this beautiful basically facebook facebook you. yeah basically i was gonna say basically i just facebook stuck the shit out of her and decided i wanted to be friends with her and it was a good decision it was a, yeah it was a good decision it's low key this has been the greatest decisions like see assignments then me and em had a few classes together afterwards oh and so, for like, sure a few when i say a few i mean like a lot <laughs> a lot and then uh monica's always so smart so she, i was never in any classes with her. i don't think i had any classes um, other than that math class with you yeah we had oh, history yeah together. we had history oh no we had digital oh, oh my god, god. Oh my god. how could we forget yeah that? that's, never, that's literally where we we solidified my tumblr that's why yeah and that's where we like solidified this 100 percent for sure like for sure we were the best people true. in that class too yeah. Um, what's our face? Our teacher loved us. Because we cared. And yeah. Tried. And we, do y'all remember Mother Tucker? would go Tucker? to her desk and actually ask questions. Yeah. And she'd do it for and us. And she'd, <laughs> she'd do it. And we'd be like, so do and I need to recreate this? And she'd be like, no, no. you're good. And I'd be like, goodbye. She was the best. She's I loved best. her. Yeah. She actually made me like coding a lot. Like, yeah, it made sure. me love that class. Like, I didn't think of that as a career that I'd want to go into, mm-hmm. but it made me like data so much that I ended up in marketing data. Amen. Amen to her. Data. 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 All right. So now Finance, we... finance. So Monica and I did not rock, paper, scissors in the last episode. But we've decided it's going to be our thing. Yeah. So every episode we'll rock, paper, scissors to decide who's going to go. Um, I will not count off because that, that mess- was horrible. That was not okay the first time. Uh, okay. On, We're not going to have more of an intro. On shoot. Bummer. One, two, three, shoot. Y'all, okay. One. We both did rock, so we have to shoot again. One, two, three, shoot. Yes, yeah, Emily. <laughs> I think you. It's not even like you want to go first, though. It's like it's I just don't the, care. It's I just the winning. Factor. It is the winning. Do you know how much I've won in my life? Do you not know how lot. fucking competitive I am? I know. And I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I lost every time. Uh, well, you need to get better at your rock paper skills game, and once you get really good at it, we might have to go to like a different one, so that it's a different game. A different oh, game. rock paper scissors. <laughs> let's tussle. Yeah, let's fucking <laughs> beat each other up. No, Back to the dance, <laughs> guys. I was thinking like a thumb war, like a five second thumb, thumb war. <gasps> oh, Alexander and I always uh, we start holding hands, and then, and then we thought it was not you Same with me and Wolf. No? Is he competitive? Uh, no, he's very competitive. Okay. Same yeah. with me and Wolf. We do that all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. We are talking about Alexander. Okay. I don't think he's been mentioned no, before. He has Monica's my... boyfriend. He is my lover. Literally. My lover. Okay, everybody who knows of who Wolf Liberty. is by now. So I've been yeah, watching Scandal. <laughs> <laughs> my mom loves Scandal. 
<laughs> it's so good. I hate it. Um, so I'm going <clears> first, <throat> and we're going local today, folks. What's up, local? Not Dallas, but Texas. Oh, oh okay. Uh, oh, are you doing? Which one? Oh my god, are you doing? <laughs> we're doing oh the Texarkana Moonlight Murders. Oh, what? I've never oh, heard of I thought you were going to. Okay. Okay. What did you think I was going to do? Yogurt chop. Well, okay, first of all, I, you said local and I thought eyeball. And then, because you like love the eyeball I love killer. Eyeball, it's on my list. <laughs> and then I thought you were going to do yogurt shop because then you said Texas. Yeah. Nope, I'm Mer- going back to the 1940s <laughs> again. Moonlit. So. Well, then. We're so, um, shout out to literally just Wikipedia. <laughs> the only <laughs> website that I could find any information on. So, again, on. donate and then Wikipedia sponsor. That would be a first for a podcast, I think. So, um, or anything. I've never seen an ad for Wikipedia before. <laughs> Another ad, well, they don't advertise. Well, right. yeah, they, they don't have, have advertisers. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that who don't normally sponsor, but hey, shouts out, please sponsor us. Is Starbucks? We spend all oh our time on Starbucks. We would pump the shit out of you. Yeah, we already do. Yes, yeah. we do. I have your app. I'm a gold. I am star too. Member. We, I just had a free drink last week. We are, you have like. Two gold star members here, and Monica Starbucks is my drink their, of choice. Didn't you just download their app to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's so, not like, one yet, but she's on. I will way. be. Yeah. She and will be soon. I got corporate money. To pay my coffee. Basically, yeah. if you ever out. want to <laughs> sponsor somebody, we would be the number one. Literally, I would never. I, every sentence would have the word Starbucks. I would. It. Yes, we would. Like the Texarkana Starbucks. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> we we won't rename murders with, with Starbucks, Starbucks in bad. But all of the people in the story would have a Starbucks drink in their hand. Um, we would have a Starbucks drink in our hand. Honestly, we, honestly, we should the drinks. I almost went and got some today before I came here, but I did not. I would love a frat right now. In my I thought about room. bringing some, but I didn't know. Like, it's fine. Coffee next time. Oh. With your mouth. Well, I a frappuccino, the one that I like, doesn't have um, coffee in it. So, if, hey, shouts out green tea frappuccino, vanilla, pump. Mm-hmm. But can, Super good. Can you have yeah. caffeine? If you get the cream base. If you get the cream base one. Because like, every frappuccino, sorry, shout out to the cafe at Barnes Noble and Frisco uh, that I used to work at. Uh, so that I learned this because I used to work in the cafe a little. Um, is that all frappuccinos can be cream based if you want it. So there are some frappuccinos that are automatically cream-based, and the rest are caffeinated-based. Like, the base frapp mix that they pump into it is caffeinated, but there is a cream one. So you don't okay. have to have caffeine. So, like, if a kid wants a frappuccino... You can get a cream-based... Yes, like, and there's no coffee in it. That's nice to know, actually. Like, Yep. Okay, seriously, Starbucks, if you need a sponsor... <laughs> like, we literally just talked about Starbucks. Bottom line. I don't know how long, but we need to get into this now. I, I do want to shout out my favorite drink there. It's the uh, mango dragon fruit. Oh, refresher. Uh, oh, my God, that refresher is amazing. It's the best thing, and it's permanently on their menu. Go get it. It's As permanently. Say, it's so good. Yep, it's a permanent As menu. I was going to say, they better make it a permanent thing, because I think everybody loves it. Anytime I... Take it, it out. It immediately freshers. sold out at most places. Yeah. So it's so good. I couldn't get it for months because again, we've been talking about Starbucks for like the past five minutes. Yeah, mm. I free advertising. I just yeah, you're welcome, Starbucks. I just love Starbucks. <laughs> They're so, so back, great. Back to Texarkana Moonlight Murders. Um, so we're not from Texarkana, um, <laughs> but 
I don't I'm even know where that is. I'm still considering any kind of case we do in Texas local. You don't know where Texas. Oh wait, I do. LOL. It's literally at the border of Texas and Arkansas. You're right. Yes. It is actually a city in both states. Yeah, there's okay. a bunch of states like that, like Augusta, Georgia, and Augusta, South Carolina. But is it on the border? It's on the border. Oh, cool! I and never knew that. Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas. Oh yeah, I love yeah. that. That's fascinante. Uh, okay, so. These murders are often referred to as the Texarkana Moonlight Murders, but some people might also know this case by the unknown serial killer who was called the Vantum Killer. So Vantum? The Phantom. Phantom. Mm-hmm. Did My Favorite Murder do a thing on this? No. Did they do a mini-sode? Did Maybe. someone no. say this? Maybe. I think someone might have. Okay. Maybe. So I might know. It's hard to remember. Shout out to My Favorite Murder, the best podcast ever. Honestly. Seriously, okay. I'm wearing their shirt right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so I needed good vibes going into this. Um, so the first attack happened on February 22nd around, oh, 1946. Okay, mm-hmm. so 40s again. Yep. Around 11.55 p.m., Jimmy Hollis and Mary Jean, Jean, I think. Jean? Jean? Jean. 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 J-E-A-N-N-E. I think that's just Jean. Okay, maybe Jean. No, why would that Mary Jean? But wouldn't Jean be J-E-A-N? Okay. Maybe they just wanted to... Mary Jean. Mary Jean. Can someone just... Mary J? Okay, yeah, Mary J. It's not even her last name. It's Larry. Her last name is Larry. Her so hold on. So she could have been Mary Jean Larry. <laughs> yeah. Mary Larry. Mary <laughs> Jean Larry. Larry. Yeah. Okay, that's literally her name. So let's keep going. <laughs> How many times did we say that? Oh my god. Okay. Jimmy and Mary, okay? That's what we're gonna call them. Had parked their car on a local lover's lane after having gone to the movies. Oh, love lovers lanes. A man who was wearing a white cloth mask, which resembled a pillowcase with eye holes cut out. So I have heard this. This is all in a mini episode. I just heard it. You'll know why you heard it in a second. I'm going to tell you later. Oh, is it the basis of movies? No. There's a... Okay, just keep going. Okay. Yeah. You'll understand. So this man wearing the mask Mm -hmm. went to Hollis's door with a flashlight and forced them both out of the car after showing his gun. Mm-hmm. Hollis was told to take off his pants before being struck in the head twice with the gun. Ouch. After this, Larry was also hit in the head. It only said a blunt object, so I'm not sure if she was also hit with the gun or not, or if it was something else. But um, before the man ordered her to start to run, he told her to run. Isn't that creepy? Yeah, that is weird. Uh, run. What? Is that like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Like, why? Like, if you know you're gonna get her, like, oh, I know. Did he kill her? Well, I'm getting there. The creepiest part of this was that she started to run in one direction, and then he told her to stop and run in a different direction. Wait, so she ran, and then he was he like, was like, no, go that way. What the f? I know. Whatever. Freak. Freak. I know. After she so did freaky. that, he eventually caught up to her and asked her why she was running. What? what? Is this person sc- Oh, I don't. No, this I'm is say that. amazing. I'm I sorry. What the hell? I know. 
She told him that she was just doing what he told her to do, and he got mad at her, called her a liar, and knocked her down to the ground, where he would unfortunately rape her with the barrel of his gun. Oh! oh why? No. Why, wait, 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 why? I know. That's awful. I know. Guys, I know. Just... <laughs> I know. <laughs> After this, it is said that she ran away toward homes that were about a half a mile away. And I know. Yeah, so we'll wait. I don't know if she fled the attacker or if he had left her there or if he let her run away. I've seen different sources say different things, like people on Reddit (laughs) are my other sources. That's why this is mostly Wikipedia. Um, Yeah, most of my sources have been Reddit and Wikipedia. Yeah, I just. Literally, I don't know if it's because this is old and not a lot of people talk about it, that there's just not a lot. I mean, like, it's the 1940s, so, like, honestly. and to be honest, I thought the Wikipedia page was really good. Like, I looked at some of the sources that they were quoting, and I didn't find a problem with it, so... Yeah, if you if you if you about like Wikipedia pages, look at their sources. Just check, yeah. yeah. Like I always do that. Mm-hmm. Most Wikipedia pages are pretty like kept. It's up. because do you know why we're so we're so like eh about it? It's because teachers in high school and in college were like, Don't use Wikipedia but it was fine. Yeah. As long as you check your sources. Yeah. Like, I still did. I just would use the sources at the bottom. Exactly. Me too. <laughs> I mean like so. did, didn't somebody was this in high school where somebody was like, Oh, like if you look at this Martin Luther King junior page like one of the pages is ran by like the kooks clan or something like that jesus christ i did not know that but i mean there's there's a website like that out there sure i don't i would believe it to be honest why does the kkk have a website it's ran by the kkk no not that they They probably do have a website i'm sure they do Uh, no okay keep going (laughs) so um she eventually woke up people who were asleep in their homes in order to call the police I mean, I hope so. Mm-hmm. So, s- similarly, uh, once Hollis woke up after being knocked out, he flagged down someone driving by. This person left him there. Oh, my God. But went to a nearby funeral home to call the police. <laughs> you know what? Um, I honestly can't believe he left this guy there. I mean, if I were the guy who had been knocked out. So, if I were Jimmy... I would have insisted that he take me with him. Well, okay, but then think about it, though. Like, you're a bleeding guy on the side of a road. I know, like, it would it's, freak you out. It's pretty freaky. Like, would you or would you not? This is the 1940s. Weren't people nicer? <laughs> not really. Update, the KKK has a website. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I know, every time you lean in, it feels like we're on the stand. Your Honor. <laughs> the KKK has a website. <laughs> Uh, I did not have text match with that woman. Mm-hmm. Monica. <laughs> so, 30 minutes after the attack had taken place, police were on the scene. They how, found, many, how long? 20 minutes? 30 minutes. 30? Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty good. For really fast. A small town. Better than the Sodder children. Yeah. Oh, shit. And in the... Not eight, hard to be eight, the, eight hours. In the, no. in the previous 1941, where it was 18 months. I know. <laughs> Holy I know. cannoli. Uh, so they found Jimmy's pants 100 yards away from the car, but no other evidence was found, and the attacker wasn't still there. Oh, so why didn't Jimmy get into the car? I guess blood He was, trauma. like, kind of knocked out. Yeah. Uh, I imagine he'd need help. Okay. I would want help. No, I wouldn't I, like, want to drive. After I thought about that, I was like, wait, no, that it's makes okay. sense. It's like, okay. He might have hid in his car. I would have. I would have locked that shit up. 
been like, you can't get the fuck in here. But he did have a gun. So that, that was why you get out. Yeah, you, know? you get out because... <sighs> All right. So both of them survived. Uh, Hollis suffered major head injuries and Larry only minor injuries. Although I would argue that being raped is not a minor injury, Wikipedia. So, yeah. I would argue the same. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so we'll... Uh, We'll, we'll amend that. So, Larry reported that despite wearing a mask, she could still kind of see underneath it. She said that the man was black and six foot tall. Interesting. Hollis said that he believed that the man was white and around 30 years old, but also six foot. Law enforcement criticized... Um, Larry's claims and believed that both Larry and Hollis knew their attacker and were hiding the man's identity. Why would you criticize him? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Lie about, like, if you knew someone attacked you, why would you protect someone? I guess because they just were like, you both are saying two different things, so you're lying. I don't really get it. I don't. Well, like, okay. He was wearing a mask. Yeah, the dude was wearing a mask. So, So how do either of them know what he looks like? I mean,. I mean, like, let's think about, like, how thin a pillowcase is, though. Depends. Depends Maybe on back the then thread count. That's true. We're talking Egyptian cotton. Or if it was white or yeah. whatever Yeah, but I mean, color. either way, like, why, just, <clears throat> just don't say who it is unless you're 100% sure, people. Like, this is how sure. misconceptions happen. Yeah. Like people... West Memphis. Like, as someone like me or Monica who hears this shit all the time, like, there have been plenty of cases, like where we know that the victims are covering up who did it. And I don't see this as one of them. I just don't understand. Uh, okay, keep going. And also, a lot of times, the perpetrator is usually the one covering things up, not the victims. So, whatever. Um, I have no idea why law enforcement would make this claim. Uh, but both victims couldn't see the person anyway, really. Ultimately, so... Yeah, I don't know. I have a picture of Jimmy. It'll be on social media. He looks like any other guy in the yeah. 1940s, yeah. y'all. He, he, this looks like a... A nice yearbook photo. Is he wearing suspenders? No, he's, no. he has glasses. <laughs> it's just a face shot. It's just a face shot, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. All right. On March 24th, so the first one was... February 22nd. We are at March 24th, so basically a month later. Around 8.30 a.m., Richard Griffin, who's 29, and Polly Ann Moore, 17. Ew. Ew at that age difference. Disgusting. 39 and 17. 29 and 17. 29. 29. Still, Still ew. Much. Still, yeah. yeah. Um, were found dead in Griffin's car. And they were a lover's line. Mm-hmm. And he was 17 or she was 17? She was 17. He was 29. (sighs) I know. It's gross. Someone driving by had seen them and thought that they were asleep at first, um, but obviously they weren't. Griffin had been shot twice while still in the car, but both had gunshot wounds to the back of their heads. Execution style. How'd you know that? I remember random shit. Okay. (laughs) I don't know why this reminds me of, like, Zodiac. Well, dun, dun, dun. well, it's interesting that you bring that up. Yeah. I'll talk about that later. If you listen to the mini, mini-sode <laughs> from um, 
So it was on my favorite Yes. Project? I remember this I guess I pretty vividly. Oh my god, yes. Absolutely. It totally was. I now remember it. Somebody put it in as a, like, my hometown murder. Like, yeah. So, and they and say they that it was. They, yeah. And then they, yeah. So I actually do know this, but I you're giving me much more detail than mm-hmm. they gave. So yeah. I, I mean, okay. it was, it was, yeah. A mini. So Griffin was found between the front two seats. But I think most cars back then had like full front seats, so yeah. it wasn't like a thing in between. No, yeah, there's not. There shouldn't yeah. be anything in between. It's a, yeah, it's kind of like a grease car. That's exactly it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, Favorite movie. <laughs> uh, he was found between the front two seats with his pockets inside out, and more was in the back seat, face down. What? Mm-hmm. Both had their clothes on. So unlike the last one, where. Jimmy took off his pants. The clothes were still on. There was blood found outside of the car, which suggested that the two had possibly possibly been outside the car when shot and then placed back in the car after. A 32 caliber shotgun shell was found inside of the car, though. So we don't know for sure, but someone was shot outside of the car. So this is weird to me. No surviving reports indicate that either Griffin or Moore were examined by a pathologist. So I don't know what this means. Really. What does that mean? Yeah, like I don't know if it means that they didn't have an autopsy or what. If they didn't have an autopsy, then that's crazy to me. So they just don't know uh, if either or both were sexually assaulted in this murder, basically. Yeah, so we're saying that Polly could might not have been. She might have been or might not have, might been. have been. Yeah, I'm just if saying. If she had been, it would fit. So this is when an official citywide murder investigation began. By March 30th, police had posted a $500 reward in an effort to gain any new information on the Griffin and Moore case that would lead to the arrest and conviction of the person or persons responsible. It's so funny that it was only $500 because in like the previous episodes, it's like, 30. Yeah. But like 5, how much thousand. Yeah, but like how much is 500 dollars now? now? So I don't know, look it up. I'm about to. So So, however, the rewards yielded no fruitful clues or suspects, instead producing over 100 false leads. Of course. Yeah. Did anyone get paid out then? Obviously not. Oh, so it's like So almost 8 that almost $9,000 yeah, today, which is a better better but still not a lot lot, (laughs) this the following is really funny to me and i screenshotted it um so i could just read it straight up the whole thing i love that this still exists and uh you're about to hear the most texas thing ever so this is the most texas yeah this is straight from the texarkana gazette this is from march 27th of um 1946 uh, I gotta tell the story though first. I read this to my mom, and she and I was like, "Should I read this in a Texas Texas accent, like a can yeah. you do a Texan accent? Can you yeah, do okay, yeah. Should I? Yeah, Ain't why not? Just why not? Okay, all right. I won't look at you. <clears throat> That's okay. <laughs> Sheriff Bill Presley and his deputies have a difficult task ahead of them as they attempt to solve the shocking double murder discovered Sunday morning. Texarkana residents can help in this investigation, and at the same time, if they are not careful, they can hinder the investigation and cause the officers to spend many hours following blind trails. 
persons who have information which might furnish a clue to the identity of the slayer or slayers or which might indicate a motive for the crime should not divulge such information on street corners or at cold drink stands, but should immediately make it available to officers. Do not spread rumors, regardless of how many bases for the fact there is in them. Do not say, I heard, or they say, because the chances are that the person listening will repeat your information and enlarge it soon. Before long, the story grows to such proportions as to necessitate a detailed investigation by the officers, thereby perhaps pulling them off the true trail and sending them up a blind alley. Stick to the facts that you know of your own personal knowledge and relay those facts as quickly as possible to the officers. Um, basically, mind your fucking business, folks. <laughs> that was such an amazing accent. It Thank wasn't you. over the top. It felt natural. It's because it is. I have to actively not sound like that. Really? <laughs> yeah. For real. What? Yeah, it's sad. All right. So, I thought, <laughs> I think that freaking is hilarious. Isn't that hilarious? Like, hilarious. The um, title of that is Suggesting to Readers That They Can Help Solve Murders. <laughs> So basically, don't mind play. Your, mind your fucking. Don't business. play telephone. Mind your own business. Don't gossip. On don't the gossip. Don't or do chit chat. Drink stands. Basically, at a bar. Is that a bar or, or is like that a Coke the, stand? Coke stand. Oh my gosh! Isn't that cute? That's adorable. Like I thought that that was the best, <clears throat> best thing ever. Yeah. Um, I had cute. to read that whole thing. That was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That was so freaking cute. Uh, uh, it makes me. Miss the Texas State Fair by the time this is like. Oh my god! I love it. Oh, isn't tomorrow the last day? Yeah, that's why they're going. That's why I'm going. Oh my god! You know yeah. how much I love the Texas State Fair. I go almost. I go every year for almost. I go every year, and I've been going for the past like three to four years for like two plus times a year. Do you know I've only gone once? It's been a long time for me. First time I went was in college. You guys make me sad. Okay, keep going. Okay. On the murder of April, on the murder of April 14th, (laughs) on the morning of April 14th, uh, get ready y'all, the body of Paul Martin, who was 16, was found at around 6.30 a.m. by Mr. and Mrs. G.H. Weaver and their son. G.H. Weaver. Wait, hold on. So, I just want to nail down something about the timeline. First off, he... Did not murder the first but couple, but attacked attack. them. Mm-hmm. And then later on, he murdered them in cold the, blood. Yeah. What does that even execution. mean? Execution. But ex- execution style uh-huh. left him in the car, and then now he's murdered. Uh, Basically, but what um, escalation? The yes, amount, yeah, there is yeah. a clear escalation, but the amount of time that's passed between so, the two. So February twenty second. March 24th, and now we're at April 14th. Yeah, so basically yeah, a month, a month, faster. and then, like, a it's weeks. two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's escalation. So uh, they found Paul Martin. Betty Jo Booker, 15, Aww. was not found until approximately at 11.30 a.m., so 15. several hours later. Mm-hmm. Which she was found almost two miles away from Martin's body, and she was behind a tree. She was found by members of the Boyd family along with their friend, 
who had joined the search party for her. So this is what we know. The night before, Booker had been performing with her band. She played the saxophone at the local VFW and was picked up by Martin around 1.30 in the morning when it ended. She played this saxophone, you guys. That's cute. I know. At a band. Like, that's adorable. I I know. They weren't seen again until their bodies were found. Martin had been shot four times in the nose, hand, torso, and the back of the neck. Four times. Yeah. The nose. I know. Ugh. She had been shot twice in the face and chest. The weapon used was the same as the Griffin and War Murder, so a thirty-two. All right. I don't know what that means, but there you have it. A thirty-two. <laughs> Uh, the car was found about three miles away from Booker's body with the keys still in the ignition. So the person who did this, like, literally drove away with drove it. Away. Mm-hmm. Okay. From what law enforcement could determine, both had put up a fight. They also weren't able to find uh, her saxophone until six months later, but it wasn't far from where her body was officially found. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It was oh, still I thought, in the case. I was going to be like, Is, did someone pawn it? Like, they right? Yeah, uh, I know. That's an... In- I mean... You would think it would be worth money, but then they'd be able to, they'd be like looking for her saxophone, you know? But six months later, too, is a long time. And it wasn't that far away from her. Yeah. I know. It's weird. I know. So, so far, all three of these crimes took place on the Texas side of Texarkana. Okay. The fourth and final attack takes place on the Arkansas side. Okay. (laughs) On May 3rd, so now we're at May 3rd. Okay. All right. Around 9 p.m., Virgil and Katie Starks were at their home. Virgil was listening to his favorite radio show and reading the Texarkana Gazette, which I read from a little while ago. Oh, my God. To get details about the murders. Sure. (laughs) And so he was in the living room, and Katie was laying down in their bed. Virgil was shot twice through the window in the back of his head. Wait, so he... He didn't even see it coming. Changed his M.O. Yep. Katie got up to see what happened because she, all she heard was glass breaking yeah. and she thought like something was wrong, like maybe he broke something. Um, but she saw him in his chair, chair like shot. She immediately styles again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from behind. So she immediately Put through the window. Yes, so he did yeah, the window. Outside. So that was the glass okay. breaking. Yeah. She immediately went to go call the police when she realized that he was dead. So this is a qu- straight quote. She rang the wall crank phone (laughs) two times before being shot twice in the (gasps) face from the same window. Yeah. One bullet entered her right cheek and exited behind her left ear. The other went in her lower jaw just below the lip. Oh! Jesus. Yeah. Dude, as someone who has, like, wisdom tubes right now, that's painful. (laughs) Yeah. They think hurts more. Probably the shot. Oh my yeah. god, Monica. A hundred percent. She has no pills. probably. Yeah, Cut I got the pills for the shit. <laughs> Cut it out. Uh, the next part is so creepy, but basically the attacker was trying to get into their house at this point <gasps> while no, Katie was trying that. to run away from them. She's still alive? Yes. So at first she was trying to find their rifle that they had in the house. She couldn't see because of the blood oh, running yeah. down her face yeah. um, and into her eyes. Yeah. So she ran all throughout the house trying to avoid the killer because he was literally like, get following her. Yeah. And she basically did avoid him long enough to escape the house and run to her neighbors. 
How far away are the neighbors? I have no clue. Okay. I'm assuming close by. That's really weird, though, being in... Oh, I guess it's in Arkansas, Suburbia. so, like... Well, I mean, like, you know, Texas like, Texas... Arkansas is a big city. But you know, like, Texas is really known for, like, oh, for spaces. Sure. No, I know. I yeah. have no clue how far away... Sorry, I just got an alert on my phone. My mom's ordering dinner. <laughs> Look, I get an alert on my phone when it, oh it's the same app. Ah, uh, funny. I hope you enjoy that seafood, mom. I see, <laughs> I see you, though. I see you ordering that without me. Um, okay. All right, this next part. Now, tell me if this isn't the most Texas thing you've ever heard. She goes to her neighbor, and before she passes out, she tells them Virgil is dead. Now, obviously, the neighbor's probably freaked out seeing his neighbor covered in blood. blood. Yeah. And then hearing that her husband's dead. That's literally out of a scary movie. Mm -hmm. Like, that scene. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, his way of getting the attention of another neighbor is to shoot shoot his gun off into the air to summon him. I love that. Isn't that? (laughs) Bye, Meg! Um... Hey, Carl, what do you want for dinner? Personally, if I heard shots going off, I wouldn't come running. I wouldn't come running. I'd still look. You wouldn't look? No, I absolutely would not. (laughs) I would not. No. This is why you'll survive in the scary movie and I'll die. Well, I would be calling the police. I would be... Hiding and calling the police. Yes. I'd be running away. Maybe. I mean, like, I... The thing is, like... Curiosity killed the cat, and For I am sure. the sweetie cat, and mm-hmm. I like, am pretty curious, so. That's <laughs> why you're at least a little willing to do this podcast. Truth. Like, 100% truth in that statement, though. I don't like, know if I've ever really heard gunshots before. I have, but, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know in that situation. I wouldn't come running. But it's very, that is very Texas. Yes. It's very Texas. I mean, this I'm is so, in Arkansas, tex- technically, but still. It's Well, it's very... South. Oh, for sure. So, I'm so not, like, surprised that was Not at all. Not at all. I just thought it was hilarious. So I had to include that in the story. <laughs> so these neighbors take her to the hospital, and she's sort of in and out of consciousness, which is amazing considering what happened. Um, so three clues were found at the house. The same caliber of bullet. A flashlight that was found underneath the window that the Starks were shot from. Hmm. And bloody prints, shoe prints, and some smudged fingerprints. Ooh, mm-hmm. smudged fingerprints. So smudged bloody fingerprints. Did they uh, call the police? Did she survive? Oh, she's fine. Okay, mm-hmm. he's dead though. Okay, so she's fine. She is fine. After oh my, she was shot twice in the face. Can you believe? I know. I know. Okay, so mass hysteria followed suit, which was kind of expected since five people were murdered and others were hurt in just six weeks. That's our timeline. That's, that's long. Not... That's, that's not long. No one ever, no one had ever felt the need to lock their doors in this town before. So stores immediately lock <laughs> your she, like, God me out of the way. Damn. She doors. So people. Do I have to say it again? Like, dear yeah. Lord, this will be like my it's still 1945. So or I don't give a shit. Lock your doors. <laughs> I'm with you. Okay. <clears throat> so stores immediately were running out of locks. And <laughs> yeah. And because of the last murder, uh, they were actually uh, like people were buying window screens, curtains, and blinds. Thank the Lord Almighty. So, yeah, I know. I know. Can you believe people 
didn't have like blinds or curtains though. That blows my mind. Like how do you walk around your home? I would hate that. Oh god, I need like curtains and I would hate everything. That. Mm-hmm. God. Whew. People also stopped going out at night. Um and some businesses had curfews so that stopped people from staying out. So I thought this part was really funny. Uh liquor stores put out a statement in the paper and so this is the full quote. We fully understand the state of mind in which Texarkana is now gripped, and we are selling no liquor to persons who already have been drinking. We do not wish to add further to the troubles of the police. Any person who drinks whiskey at this time to get drunk and wander around the streets of Texarkana is further complicating the works of the police and is placing himself in grave danger of being shot by people whose nerves are on edge from the recent murders. Isn't that fucking wow. hilarious? That is. Wild. I love that this is in like a a paper. Like paper. Like, yeah. So yeah, that's super funny. I I mean, could you imagine today? I love that. Something like, like that happening. No, I can't because so like I just I feel like liquor stores just want to. They don't care. They don't care. I was gonna say that's fuck. the thing. Like also, people aren't like gonna be wandering the streets gun happy here. Like they're not going to be like I'm. Well. I shouldn't say that, should I? No. Uh, that's not true. That's 100% Although I would say true. that if you or me were walking down the street and saw someone else, we wouldn't like whip out our gun because we thought they were the phantom killer. Like that's not why. Yeah, we, that's why these people were. Yeah, that's we're like not a... dueling. Yep. <laughs> we ain't dueling out in these streets. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So people, so people were so jumpy that police officers had to basically turn on all of their lights and announce themselves so that people wouldn't shoot them. Oh my god! Yeah, I think my favorite anecdote anecdote that I read about what took place after the final murder was that a lot of young people still parked on lovers' lanes. Fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. No, but in the hopes of trying to catch the murderer. Okay, again, vigilantes don't become one. <laughs> why is this, I think like, these kids are badass. I mean, I wouldn't do it. Why is, why is all of us reiterating my lock your goddamn doors? Vigilantes don't don't do it. <laughs> so that is so stupid. Wait, I have a story though, like to go with this. A cop actually was patrolling one night, and he approached a couple in a car. He announced himself, and the girl in the car was like, I'm glad you told me you were a cop because I almost shot you. And she'd been pointing a gun at him the whole time, like, and he didn't notice. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. These kids have balls. I know. Like, legit. And I was a girl. She was like, I was going to shoot you. I was going to shoot (laughs) you. Love it. I know. Love it. My, that badass 17-year-old girl who, like, just wanted to go make out with her boyfriend. Had a gun. Yeah, no. had a gun. Wait, wait, wait. No, <laughs> she probably wasn't there to make out because you said, like, people were going, people were going I know. There, I mean, I bet they, so, they were like, paranoid. They probably didn't spend a lot of the time making out, so. <sighs> Nothing kills a mood more. Uh-uh. <laughs> I wouldn't think so, so. All right. They're, both, the they're both incredibly stupid and hardcore at the same time. So these were the only killings and attacks that could be directly attributed to the Phantom. If there were more, they can't be confirmed. So now we'll get into the main suspect. I should preface this by saying that while the man I'm going to talk about is the main suspect, there were many persons of interest and a ton of people that were interviewed during the actual investigation that law enforcement believed to have been involved in some kind of way. None of those leads ever worked out, and I didn't really want to talk about them in depth. Uh, I just want to focus on the main suspect, but I thought I'd mention that there were a ton of other suspects. 
Probably. Did you not read? You read us the, hey, don't go talking to your neighbors. Yeah. And then the liquor store <laughs> basically being like, y'all ain't getting any food. I mean, food. <laughs> Sorry, food's on my brain. Um, y'all ain't getting any liquor if you come in here drunk off your two sheets to the wind, basically. Yep. Yeah. So in my opinion, from what I researched, a lot of the main suspects bragged about their killings. And to be honest, in my opinion, a lot of other, like a lot of other criminals and other cases that we've read about, no, none of the serial murderers brag. Some do. I mean, as I say, there's some. <laughs> or they're narcissistic like, enough, right? Like, I think it just depends. Well, but more often. I think they in, want notoriety. Yes. It did seem like this dude was getting. Yeah. Yeah, but well, that's the thing. I'm bragging saying, straight up about it, I don't I don't know. That's what I was saying though, like how narcissistic is yeah, this my person? My vibe is not He doesn't seem like he wants to be narcissistic. He literally puts a pillowcase on top of his head. True. True. And he left some victims alive. Yeah. And you don't that's normally interesting. Yeah. Okay. So this is the story of how we got to the main suspect. Max Tackett, a cop who was investigating stolen cars in the Texarkana area, realized that a car had been stolen on the night of every murder. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's so cool that he, like, drew those conclusions. For sure. I mean, you have to be pretty, uh... You have to be smart. Astute. Yeah. Because he wasn't on the case. He was just... Investigating stolen cars, <laughs> so and but like to put it to together, life. yeah, like that's mm-hmm. smart. Like honestly, I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't. Just be like, Whatever. <laughs> oh god. All right. The next time a car was reported stolen, he found the car and then staked it out until someone came back for it. Um, I'm not going to get into the details of uh, like how he found the car because it isn't important. There's a whole story. And it led back to a whole string of people. But ultimately, his trail leads to a guy who says another man was selling this stolen car to people in the area. And this particular guy took the bait. Tackett, the cop, basically had this guy walk around town with him. Thinking that because this dude who bought the car was so distinct looking. Because he was wearing like tacky cowboy hat and cowboy boots that the person who was selling the stolen car would notice him if they were in a stolen place. Basically, this guy was dragging him around the whole town to public places to see if they noticed people acting weird when this guy walked in. What? Ah, I don't understand. Let's call him Joe. Okay. Okay. So, Joe Joe bought the stolen car. Yes. Joe is weird looking. Oh. The cop is like, you're so weird looking that I think we could drag you around town and watch for other people's reactions to you because I think that the person who sold you this car will will react react to you. Okay. Okay, Because Joe could not remember what this dude looked like. Holy crap. Come on, Joe. I know, Joe. What the fuck? You Joe blow. (laughs) (laughs) You blew it. Um, It's just, it, it cracked me up that this was the kind of like, Thinking. Thinking. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's smart in this situation. You know, like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> but guess what? Else what else are you going to do? Guess what? It works. It fucking works, you guys. <laughs> they go to a train, like, station, uh, or a bus depot. Sorry, not a train station. Um, and, like, the second that they walk in, another guy goes running out of the place. Running out? Wow. Mm-hmm. I know. Not subtle, dude. <laughs> um, so Tackett, the cop, runs after him and stops him. 
Why are you running? Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this dude that he stops, his name is Yule Swinney. Mm-hmm. Yule Swinney. Yule what is his name? Swinney. What? I don't know, but it sounds like he's from Texas, so. Um, You'll regret that name. <laughs> so, so, shit, Monica. <laughs> so, Swinney doesn't say shit, but his wife, like, once he's arrested... Uh, she doesn't shut the fuck up. She just alerts oh, it, it all out. That he did it? Mm-hmm. So she says the car that Swinney was arrested for was the one reported um, stolen on the night of Griffin and Moore's murders. So when Tackett caught Yule Swinney, Swinney said, please don't shoot me. And Tackett replied, I'm not going to shoot you for stealing cars. And Swinney then replied, Mr. Don't play games with me. You want me for more than stealing cars. Ba-bum. That's a weird... Yeah. That's a weird like, way... Shut the fuck up, Yule. That's a weird like, way to If you did it, just yeah, shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. So this is basically all he says. Um, what more does his wife say? Uh, well, we'll get to that. So um, when Yule was in the police car, like on their way to the police station... Yeah. Um, he asked one of the, like, main detectives in the Vanta murders case. He was like, Mr. Johnson, what do you think they'll do to me for this? Will they give me the chair? And Johnson for responded with, cars. you won't get much, maybe five or ten years. They don't give you the electric chair for stealing cars. And Swinney oh. then said, Mr. Johnson, you got me for more than stealing cars. So this is twice he's like, yeah. So he's like, so basically he's like, yeah, it's me, it's me. So I'm stupid. Gonna... <laughs> Stop talking. Yeah, that's <laughs> Stop talking. really curious. When did, so when did the Miranda rights get? Who knows, like, dude? <laughs> who knows? I just want to know. Not now. Not now. <laughs> Not at this point. I just want to know because I think it's hilarious right now. I know. So when a lawyer told Peggy that her husband, so Peggy is Yule's wife, um, so when a cop, a cop, a lawyer told her that he was being held for murder, she said, how did they find out? Golly! Mm-hmm. Peggy took officers near the spot where Paul Martin's car was found. So if you'll remember, Paul was uh, the 16-year-old boy who was murdered um, with... Facetown. No, no, with Polly. With Polly. Yeah, with Polly? Or is it Molly? Um, Paul Martin's a 29-year-old. Betty Joe. Oh. So they were the third murder. Is that the 29-year-old? No. Oh, these okay. were the 16 sorry. and 15-year-olds. 16 and 15 Sorry. Oh, God. I'm getting confused with my no, four, I know. four it's murders. Okay. They, with the saxophone. Yes, yeah. with oh, the saxophone. Oh, saxophone girl. I know, sad. Um, so she, she, the Peggy took the officers where Paul Martin's car was found. She said she went into the woods there. The officers found a woman's heel prints in that area. Peggy's family and Yule's brother-in-law believed that Yule was the phantom. Um, police found a khaki work shirt in Yule's room with a laundry mark of the word Stark, which was red under a black light. What does that mean? Like blood? Blood. Oh. Or DNA. DNA. Oh. Like jizz, I guess. Uh, so, I don't know. It could be either. Yeah. Salmon. Salmon. <laughs> um, oh, this is mm-hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. 
In the front pocket of the work shirt, slag was found, um, which matched samples found in Virgil Stark's welding shop. So, like, slag, it's, like, metal, metal work. Got it. Uh, Like, product. Okay. Yule Swinney owned a 32 Colt automatic and had previously sold it at a crap game. While being accused of murder, Swinney remained silent instead of pleading his innocence. And Peggy Swinney confessed to her husband's actions, revealing very detailed information, including things officers already knew and other things that they didn't. Mm. Like? Does it say? Well, they wouldn't. They they probably wouldn't reveal that kind of information to us. That makes sense, Mm because it's not. It's It's vital to the case. So. So here are some complications that maybe prove that Yule wasn't the Vantum. But yeah, he, I don't know. It doesn't prove that he didn't do it either, in my opinion. You'll, you'll see. Well, as I was say, like, he could have done, like, after after the first two, he could have been the ones who started killing the rest of them, right? Like, there's already still a killer out there. Might as well just... You are so right. Capulate. You are cap- so right, yeah. Capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yule's fingerprints didn't match any of the latent prints found um, at the Booker and Martin crime scene. So, the, house. the ones I just... No, no, no. The ones oh. I just talked about. The 15 and 16-year-old. Oh. So it didn't match the ones that he, the, the, the wife said he did. The wife said he did all of it. Yeah. All mm-hmm. four. Oh, okay. So just at that crime scene, they didn't match. But it matched it match to the other, other two? ones. Like, we don't know. I yeah. mean, obviously. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Or ever. Yeah. And Peggy ended up recanting her confession at one point. But do you know how many people do that? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people. So um, the Texas Rangers... And the sheriff in Texarkana were not convinced that Swinney was the Vantum. But I still don't know. That still doesn't necessarily mean that he wasn't. Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, I think maybe, you know, he, he saw the opportunity and capitalized mm-hmm. on it. I should preface this by saying this whole list is from Wikipedia. This is like Wikipedia's list of reasons why he might not be. So I love it's not like I made this list. <laughs> so I'm just regurgitating it. Um, Swinney denied being the Bantam. He never made a confession. Again, does not mean that it wasn't him. Yeah. Um, officers, including the Bowie County Sheriff, I already said that, um, the Miller County Sheriff, Texas City Chief of Police, and then their officers and both state police departments worked day and night for six months trying to validate Peggy Swinney's story of their whereabouts. They deduced that Peggy was not telling the truth, and that on the night of the murder of Booker and Martin, so the 15 and 16-year-old, the couple were sleeping in their car under a bridge near San Antonio. And for those of you who are not from Texas, San Antonio is not near Texarkana. No. It is several hours away. away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, holy. Probably to close up, to y'all. six hours uh, away, I would imagine. Um, I think even more. Maybe. Who knows? It's far. It's very far. Um, so, unknown as either a sick prank or a true confession, an anonymous woman contacted family members of the victims, one in 1999 and another in 2000, apologizing for what her father had done. Oh. Yule Swinney never had a daughter. It is literally... Six hours and 26 s- yeah, minutes. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. So far. So. Nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was right. Anyway. Uh, I don't believe I, that's like a crock of shit. People prank call all the time. Yeah, um, the amount. Of, I mean, we just heard it's stupid. about it's 
awful, but they do it. Yeah. So. People suck. While I can definitely believe that um, Yule is the most viable suspect, I can definitely pick holes in this, too, obviously. A lot of the things I just said. Um, But I would argue that a lot of everything that we have is circumstantial evidence. Yeah. Nothing directly points uh, whether he did it or not. So. But it must be known that after Yule was arrested for car theft, the murder stopped in the area. That's Yule in the middle. I'll post this picture on social media. Honestly, it doesn't look like he could drag somebody around. Yes. So, I mean, dude, don't underestimate. No, I know, but I'm just... You were saying that, like, nine-year-olds could have killed Bella in the witch elm earlier. He's in the middle. Mm-hmm. He ugly. Um, I'm just saying. I know, I know. I um, mean, like, obviously... He has been... Yeah, he's pretty... He looks pale. like a Yule. He does look like a Yule. I'm just speculating. You know me. I like being mm-hmm. creative in this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. So the last kind of cool thing that I want to talk about. This is a cool thing. It's not <laughs> to do with the murders. Uh, so I guess I should end it. We really don't know who was the murderer. He could have been Yule. He could have been one of the other suspects that they thought. Or we don't know. He could be the Zodiac. That's I what they said. Know. That's what they're talking about at My Favorite Murder. It's it's so similar. Yeah. Uh, but they there's so much to talk about with Zodiac that I'll do it eventually. But they're most similar. So uh, who knows? Although Zodiac was, never killed anyone in their Zodiac homes. Did Zodiac have like a downtime in? Yep. This would have been pre-San Francisco murders. Got it. Okay. So he didn't murder... In San Francisco until 1968. What could he have? Yeah, that's true. So in the in, my in my favorite murder, they were saying that like he he could have met he could have been visiting family yep. and that's why like this happened. It was like oh, a cross country trip. Six weeks. Yeah. But if he moved away, and then he moved away, you often, yeah. Like if he was from Texarkana, he could have moved away. Yeah, in the specifically in the, to hide it or go to the army because they suspected that Zodiac. And the military, yeah. possibly. So there's he, lots of theories. theories. So. Yeah, but that's the thing I remember. Um, the reason I remember this from My Favorite Murder is Were you just listening to it or something? I was just listening to it, and it's Texas. So, like, I know. Yeah, I pay attention like, a lot to I, Texas stuff. That's the problem. Like, I'll pay attention to the Texas ones. Like, I have it in the background doing looks. It's not like I'm I know, yeah. vividly listening. Mm-hmm. It's just on for... Well, the second someone says Texas, my ears are burnt. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> funny. See, I, like listen to it passively and then re-listen to it to soak it all in no i just listen to it passively i i i've just finished re-listening to case file like starting from the beginning yeah oh wow that's shout out to case file case file is amazing if you don't listen to case file what are you doing go listen to case file oh thanks and the (laughs) most soothing voice ever is the host of that show Casey. Yep, Casey. All right, so, again, now, the cool thing that has to do with this uh, is that there is a very famous movie based off of these murders, and that movie is The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Oh! Yep. So. I remember that, and they show it at Texarkana mm-hmm. every Halloween. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should That's we go cool. visit? Well, no. I'm going to talk about that. So, no. uh, 
they have a screening in of the movie in the square, right? In one of the parks where kids were murdered. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I love oh. their sense of humor. Yeah, I'm thinking a road trip one day. Uh, this this month is like. It already happened, but um, oh, do they have it every month? Or I thought no, they only like, showed it. It's this like the this month one, like this year. Oh yeah, this month. Oh, uh, they already showed it. What? It's yeah, I looked it up on their Facebook. Okay, I looked up their Parks Department's okay. Facebook. So I don't even have a Facebook, you guys, and I managed to do this. So, so I, yeah, sure. Let's go to Texarkana. Except <laughs> for the fact that it's I not that not, far of a drive. Is it? It's, no, it's probably not, not from here. Hours? I think it's four hours. From I'm here. about to look it up again, but. I will not be partaking in watching this stupid... Well, it's old. It's an old so movie. It's, so it'll be, like, hilarious. Yeah, it, but, okay. People do say it's actually kind of funny. But, like, how, is the Zodiac Killer dead? Yeah. I think we could safely assume that Maybe not. I mean, if he was, like... Not necessarily. I'm putting in my sure. address. 30 years like... old, then. Okay. So, um, they did remake The Town That Dreaded Sundown. It's about three hours, yeah. In 2014. Um... And I read reviews about actually both movies, and they actually liked the remake, too. Like, a lot of people really liked it. Um, Which one do they show? They show the old one. They had okay. a remake? Yes. It came out in 2014. Oh, um, so mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one. But I'll, I'll post the old movie cover, uh, movie poster, on our social media. But the tagline is, in 1946, this man killed five people. Today, he still lurks the streets of Texarkana. Dude, that's giving me chills. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I like this one. Uh, it's an oldie and local and uh, kind of unsolved. So, oh, we Do did you think it. it was Yule? Do I think it was Yule? Uh, God. I hope it was Yule. Uh, because if so, no one else was murdered by him. But we don't know. It's just such a weird. I think if it happened today, we'd know. But I think, I think, as weirdly lucky as the Texarkana police were in some of these moments, um, I don't know. So it's very weird. Yeah, I think, I think I could safely assume that if these took place today, we'd find out who it was. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. All right, Mel, you, you up next? Can we have a touch of a break? Yeah. Yeah, need water. Start recording. This one's about my people. The Salvadorians. Oh my gosh, don't look at me like, I don't know, I know now, thank you. Now you know, now you know. Thank you, sponsor. (laughs) So, um, Oscar Romero, Saint Oscar Romero, they just made him a saint, actually. I know, I read that. I read that. Recently. Was born the 15th of August, 1917. Shut up, this is about Oscar Romero. Oh my god! Yes, okay. Who? He's a saint. Just now wait. he is. Just wait. He was just nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. What? Nineteen seventeen. He's like the newest one. Okay. In San Miguel, uh, El Salvador. So he entered into the San Seminary at the age of thirteen, which oh my god, super young. And basically, like when he told it, um, like his family and friends, no one was surprised. Okay. And wow. um, after God. graduating in the seminary, it happens, you know, no, I know. Yeah. I'm saying my parents would. God, have been exactly. Very. If I, I don't think you can now enter the. I don't think of, so. 
I think I don't think so either. But and um, I should I should also say I don't know a lot about this case, so I'm excited. I'm gonna learn. It's fascinating, Mm -hmm. and it this one's kind of like a twofer Mm -hmm. because there's a lot going on in it, and um. So, after graduating, he completed his studies at the Gregorian University in Rome, Italy. Aye. And he graduated cum laude uh, with a licentiate in theology. And after that, he pursued a doctorate in theology, specializing in ascetical, ascetical theology, which is basically the study of Christian perfection, which... I thought was like really fascinating. So Interesting. I put that in. I don't know and um, he had to wait a year to become a priest because he was too young. Oh, so yeah. Basically, he yeah. was like the youngest priest. And at the age of 26, he was summoned home from Italy by the Bishop of uh, El Salvador. Okay. On his route home, they made stops in Spain and Cuba. And then they were detained by Cuban police, probably because he had just come from fascist italy and he was placed in a series of different wow. internment camps holy shit but he wasn't even italian mm-hmm. wow just because he like was in was italy from there i mean not that yeah sorry, the opposite like he had he just come from there yes yeah. so after being held in an internment camp for so long he fell ill and then eventually like petitioned to be sent to a hospital in mexico and then eventually was sent back home to el salvador oh my god this poor dude well <sighs> well well, mm. uh, so back this poor fifteen-year-old dude. Well, twenty-six now. Sorry, this poor twenty-six-year-old Oscar, dude who at Lord. this point is okay. So wait, <laughs> do you know what happens to him? Okay, uh, yeah. I do. I was so excited. Wait, wait, wait. Age... No, but I really all the details leading up to every like I seriously don't. So age to be enter sem- to enter the cemetery seminary uh, seminary. <laughs> I think you can enter the cemetery at any age. Um, you have to at least have to complete a high school. Yeah, and you get a degree. Yeah, you have to you get go a degree. Yeah. Seminary, like yeah. that's what you're doing. doing. Yeah, yeah, like some people do that instead of college. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're getting a degree when you go there. That's but, the yeah. You idea. have to. It looks. I mean, that was not. You Catholic, can get your GED, but like you have to have basically. a GED or high school. Yeah. Okay. Diploma equivalent. Yes. Basically. If anyone wants to. <laughs> if you want to join a seminary or a cemetery. You know, it doesn't take that long to join a. <laughs> Look into it. Google. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also saying, like, it doesn't take that long for you to join a cemetery either. Nope. Oh. Um, you could do it. So. Tomorrow, even. <laughs> or. Yeah. You know, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Back uh, in El Salvador, he started several religious groups, support groups, and uh, including an alcohol anonymous group. Aww. And prior, so he was appointed the Archbishop of San Salvador, which was the wealthy capital yep. city. And prior to being appointed the Archbishop, he was the Bishop of Santiago de Maria, de Maria which was a poor rural region, and the government loved it. The military government loved it, but the priests, especially the Marxist priests, which is like a form of the early forms of communism, were disappointed in him. They had communist priests? These are communist priests. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, so a little bit of background of uh, El Salvador and the Civil War that my parents lived in. Yes. And escaped, kind of. Mm -hmm. This is great. Um, Like, I have no idea. This is interesting. 
For sure. Oh, it just, like, it blows my mind. I called my mom last night at, like, 11. I was like, you lived through a civil war. Like, I know you've always told me stories, and, like, my dad drew, like, drove a tank and et cetera, and, like, you had death threats, but, like, y'all lived through a civil war. I think my eyes crossed for yeah. a second there. They We have no concept of that. Yeah. And it, it just blew my mind. Like, one day she uh, was telling me, whatever. Anyway, back to the story. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, background, it was the military government versus the communist uprising because the wealth distribution in El Salvador was awful. I I can only imagine. Yeah. And um, it, like, kind of a class system similar to, like... Uh, isn't this typical, like, what we see when... Um, Latin like America? A, a country no, comes no. in. Oh, communism? Like, yes, communism. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. E- every single time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The wealth distribution is just... Is what causes yeah. this to happen. Yeah, and why because people I've, want communism. communism yeah, because they want the money to be shared. I was going to say, yeah. In, Which in the is perfect, a fair uh, solution. Desire. Desire. Yeah, it doesn't... It's not... The thing is, when you implement it... No, I, I know, no, no. I'm saying <laughs> it's fair for them to want something like yeah, that. Yeah, something more... That's what Especially, I'm trying saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember the statistics, but like 2% of the, like 14 families held the majority of the money. Are you yeah. Me? It's I mean, crazy. Yeah. Jesus no, like you can Christ. Google it, like the 14 families of El Salvador. Wait. Don't yet. Don't. Okay. Don't. And, okay. So um, <laughs> a little bit of background of St. Oscar Romero. He um, had a popular radio sermon. Not unlike some of the famous, like, Christian, not necessarily Catholic, but, like, Christian preachers here. Yeah. It was such a thing when radio was... First new. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone. Everyone loves radio. But, like, the Uh specific (laughs) thing that he would do with his is... um, So, he did this every single week in El Salvador on the church's station, except when it was bombed off the air. And fuck, okay. The sermons he listed disappearances, tortures, murders, and much more every single Sunday, just so the people would know. What? And this was followed by an hour-long speech on the radio the next day. Wow. Um, Good for him. The importance of these broadcasts, one writer noted that the Archbishop's Sunday sermon was the main source in El Salvador about what was happening because the government was controlling the media and it was estimated to have the largest listenership of any program in the country according to listener surveys 73 percent of the rural population and 37 of the urban listened regularly oh my god that's so high um similarly he also had a his diocesan weekly paper mm-hmm. yeah. named orientacion carried lists of cases or, of orient, torture orient, and repression orientation orientation yeah yeah oh, I um okay. <laughs> lists of cases of torture and repression every single week and uh like in summation for the five second explanation of the spanish civil or not the spanish civil War, <laughs> my next one the salvadorian civil war is that um both sides were pretty awful Okay. okay. And you're going to learn that in these next two pages. Yeah, I just, mm, I think that's also sometimes the case. I mean. In the in these communists. Yeah. Like Russia, for instance, is mm-hmm. a good example. 
I mean, because the imperial family wasn't excellent. Let's just talk about all civil the Bolsheviks. Like all civil war wars or conquering of are just not good. Yeah, just are not war good. Isn't the way I they mean, handle things. It's not. Yeah. Have you? I mean, I am Filipino, but my whole entire country speaks English as a first language. There's a reason. There's a and it's unfortunate. Yeah. God, I, have to, I have to educate so many people about like Filipino history, and it's so sad because like it's a part of U.S. history, and yes. it's just sad that people are like, oh, but you guys got colonized. Do you know what colonization comes with? Like, yeah, what that means. What that you means? can just use that word yeah. and just kind of yeah. gloss over things all you want, but it has this whole yeah, there's connotation a whole connotation. Like, so and it's not positive. Oh my gosh, have y'all ever seen the like levels of? Um, the Spanish categorization of, like, the different mixes of people. No. So, like, if you're a European, if you're a European born in the colonies, if you're a European mixed with an American Indian, if you're a European mixed with a, um African slave, if you're an African slave mixed with a European, mixed with an American Indian, you have a different type of name. Holy shit. It's crazy. That's where, like, mulatto comes from, mestizo, yeah. and yeah. then I knew those. Um, pardo. I was yeah. reading it last night. Yeah. I got, like, really... Thank you, Wikipedia, for <laughs> that. Shout I out. You $5. Slash sponsor us, please, Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> or <okay>. Starbucks. So, <laughs> uh... This is where it gets heavy. So, February 1980, Archbishop Oscar Romero published an open letter to U.S. President Jimmy Carter in which he pleaded with him to suspend United States' ongoing program of military aid to the Salvadorian regime. He said, Political power is in the hand of armed forces. They only know how to repress the people and defend the interests of the Salvadorian oligarchy. Romero warned that U.S. support would only sharpen the injustice and the repression against the organizations of the people, which repeatedly have been struggling to gain respect for their fundamental human rights. Fundamental wow. human rights. February 1980. In, on 20, the 23rd of March 1980, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks later, Romero was delivering a sermon uh, in which he called on Salvadorian soldiers as Christians to obey God's highest orders to stop carrying out the government's repression and violation of basic human rights. That evening, Romero was celebrating a mass in a small church at <laughs> in a small chapel at a church-run hospital specializing in oncology and uh, care for the humanly ill. Romero finishes a sermon, stepped away from the lectern, and took a few steps to stand at the center of the altar. As he was finished speaking, a red car came to a stop in front of the chapel. The gunman emerged from the vehicle, stepped to the door of the chapel, and fired one or possibly two shots, killing him in front of the chapel during his sermon, it, killing him in the heart, and he immediately died. Jesus. I didn't know it was in the heart. Yeah. I knew. So a marksman, you could say? <laughs> a marksman. <laughs> like a oh, yeah. good shoot. Yeah. yeah. Good shot. Whatever. <laughs> so, Hitman. Yeah. The funeral. You might not know about this. I don't. The, like, that's it. What you just said is all, I, like, that tiny It's sentence, crazy. That's all I know. And, like, this was, 
like Catholics know that one. Uh, yeah. yeah I was just, this I one's for the Catholics. <laughs> 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 so the funeral, the funeral mass was held on the 30th of March, 1980, a uh, week after in San Salvador and was attended by more than 250,000 mourners from all over the world. Whoa. Viewing this attendance as a protest, a Jesuit priest, John Deere, said Romero's funeral was the I'm largest. I'm sorry, John Deere? Yeah. Like not 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 <laughs> no, that. I know. Yeah, I didn't realize. I know, but that's great. Okay. Uh, oh, that's John great. Deere tractors were at the funeral. Sponsored by Jesuit priests. John <laughs> and Deere. John Deere. <laughs> uh, so uh, a Jesuit priest, John Deere, said that Romero's funeral was the largest demonstration in Salvadorian history, and some say in the history of Latin America. Wow. At the funeral. Um, Pope John Paul sent two cardinals in his place to speak on behalf of him. And Pope John Paul II. Two. The second? Who okay. Was mm-hmm. the I just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. The one when we were in. Yeah. High school. I mean, he was well, the Pope for a while. Yeah, he was the Pope for a while. He's... When we were in middle school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed when we were in middle school, I think. Yeah, because I remember we watched. The funeral? Not the funeral. The, okay. like, we waited and watched, like, the smoke. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Yeah, until yeah, white smoke and mm-hmm. no, 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 no. yeah, we watched too. I remember I was at a track meet and they <laughs> announced that he passed, and it was just wild. <laughs> God, what? Like people were like upset. Well, I mean, it was the what it the Dallas Parochial no, I, School like, track yeah, meet, so everyone was Catholic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean, like it was. <laughs> That's cracking. I mean, they weren't upset. Bit. We were just like. What do you do? What? Pope's died? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, that, but, like, even do? that, like, he's just been, he had been he pope for such a long time, mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. people really liked him. He's a, he was a decent pope. And then, a high school cropped up, like, a couple of oh, years JP, later. JP2. Oh, right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, that was before that high school existed. Anyway, so, um, in his eulogy, they described him as a beloved peacemaking man of God. And stated that his blood will give fruit to the brotherhood of love and peace. All right. During the ceremony, smoke bombs exploded on the streets near the cathedral. And subsequently, there were rifle shots that came from surrounding buildings, including the National Palace. Holy fuck. Many people were killed by gunfire. And in the stampede of people running away from the explosions and gunfire, official sources reported over 31 casualties. No. However, uh, journalists record between 30 to 50 people Jesus died. Oh my God. There were 250,000 mourners there. Can right. you imagine how insane that was with smoke bombs? Yeah. Oh my God. Some witnesses claimed that it was um, government security forces that threw bombs into the crowd. Uh, army sharpshooters dressed as civilians that fired into the chaos from the balcony or the roof of the National Palace. However, there are so many contradictory accounts as to the course of the events, and one historian stated that probably one will never know the truth about what happened with this funeral. Jesus. As the gunfire continued, Romero's body was buried in a crypt beneath the sanctuary, and after the burial, people continued to line up and pay homage to their martyred bishop. Wow. So investigations into the assassinations. To date, no one has ever been prosecuted for the assassination or confessed to it. The gunman has not been identified. Great. Next. Are you really that surprised, though? No. Exactly. No, I knew that, though. So, um, this is one of many deaths of the clergy, murders and assassinations of the clergy during the Salvadorian Civil War. 
The Salvadorian army considered the pastoral center of UCA, which is the University of Central America where my parents went, a Jesuit college, uh, a refuge of subversives, which basically, um, it like was a Jesuit college and the Jesuit priests, which are known as being like a little bit more like radical leftist priests. Yeah. They focus on education, but they also like would speak out against what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. And social justice. They're pretty yeah, they're very not unlike today. Yeah. yeah, they're still very into social social I mean, our, justice. Our current pope is a Jesuit. Yeah, Pope piece. Frankie. Yeah. Um, they offered my mom a job there because she was her valedictorian, and she turned it down. Your fucking mom? Are you kidding? I'm saying that in a good way, not like <laughs> surprise. Like that's amazing. Oh yeah, I love your mom. And uh, she turned it down because it was too political and too dangerous. Sweet but lady. also she said she wanted more money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Uh. Remind me to tell you about uh, political advertising and the death threats afterwards. Okay. So then uh, the colonel of the Salvadorian government informed them that the – okay. So the colonel of the Salvadorian government informed his like little army mm-hmm. that um, the people working there were – uh, rebel offensive critical to be met with full force and that all known subversive elements were to be eliminated. Jesus. Okay. And he's referring to Catholic priests. I was going to say, Jesuit Catholic priests. Oh my God. And um, so, so they forced their ways into the Jesuit residence um, or they were trying to force their ways into the, uh, into the Jesuits residence until the priests actually opened the door for them. Oh, God. I mean, because sanctuary. Yeah. They can pretend to be anybody. That they ordered them to lie face down in the back garden, and uh, the soldiers searched the residence. After the Lieutenant Guerra gave the order to kill the priests, Elacuria, Martin Barro, Montes were shot and killed by Private Grimaldi. And... uh, Father Lopez and Moreno were killed by Deputy Sergeant Antonio Ramiro Alvalos Vargas. And the soldiers later discovered Father Joaquin Lopez and Lopez uh, were in the residence and killed him as well. No. That's so sad. Yeah. The Deputy Sergeant Tomas Zaparte Castillo shot... Julia Elba Ramos, the cleaner, and her 16-year-old daughter, Selena Marisef Ramos. Why? And uh, Private Jose Alberto Sierra Asensio shot both of the women again, for good measure. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, at least why, they, they only just there. shot them. You know? Yeah. Do we... That there are horrendous war crimes. No. Oh, no okay. Just so shot. that was for sure. Okay. But... Good. I mean, uh, I say that. It's I mean, like, awful. Yeah. I'm glad they weren't, like, sexually assaulted. So. Yeah. And um, these priests were actually my parents' friends. And one of them, oh like, would God. come over. They were, like, the teachers. My parents, like, college oh professors. God. Oh, yeah. And my parents would invite them over for dinner all the time. Were your parents together at this point? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's they sad. actually, like, had just moved to the Philippines because, uh-huh. um... Texas Instruments shut down the plant because yes. yeah. it was too dangerous. Anyway, I can tell that story at the side afterwards. Mm-hmm. But um, there goes my anonymity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we have it to begin no. with? <laughs> Go Bears. 
according to this account, they then tossed a bomb into the one-story stucco building and then shot... Oh, sorry, she was the cook. And uh, colleagues of the victim said that the three priests were dragged from their beds and then gathered the other four men on the lawn and killed oh them. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. A sign left with the bodies uh, were, were saying that the killings were work of the rebels, which they weren't because they were of the government, yeah. and uh, were widely dismissed by the colleagues as uh, amateur dissimulation. Nine members of the Salvadorian military were put on trial. However, only Colonel Guillermo Benavides and Lieutenant Yushi Rene Mendoza were convicted. The others were either absolved or found guilty on lesser charges. Benavides and Mendoza were sentenced to only 30 years of prison. The Jesuits in El Salvador, led by um, Jose Maria Tojera, which is the UCA, the University yep. of Central yeah. America's former rector, continued to work with UCA's Institute of Human Rights founded after this uh no sorry founded before this scratch that uh founded by segundo montes one of the priests and uh to bypass the salvadorian amnesty law of 1993 to expose the role of higher military officers in the murder so i didn't know what amnesty law was before this okay so basically it means that any law that retroactively exempts a select group of people, usually military leaders or government leaders, from criminal liability for crimes committed. Most allegations involve human right abuses and crimes against humanity. So, like, the president um, or, like, the colonel wouldn't be able to be held liable for this. Yep, which is bull. In July 2016, the Supreme Court of El Salvador found the amnesty law unconstitutional, setting international human rights law. Menavides returned to prison a few weeks later to serve his sentence. In May 2017, just last year, the Jesuit community in El Salvador asked the Ministry of Justice and Public Security to commute the sentence of Benavides, who had served four years of his... Commute the sentence of... To serve four years in his 30-year sentence. They said that he admitted and regretted his actions and that he posed no danger. Whatever. Wow, wow, wow. The Jesuit so, said that. Uh, that's, wow, though. Yeah, they're so... They're forgiving. They're so forgiving. I was going to say so Catholic. Oh, God, they're better people than we are. They said he, uh, the head of the Human Rights Institute called him a scapegoat for those who ordered the murders and who remained unpunished. That's because tr- basically like, the guys that took the shot were sure, the ones that got in trouble, not the ones. That's true. So, but still, like they're the ones who told them to take the shot. Like at the- no, the ones that told them to take the shot didn't get in trouble. No. Oh, no. Okay. These are just the, these are just the lackeys. The like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So in 2008, two human rights organizations, the Center for Justice and Accountability and the Spanish Association for Human Rights, filed a lawsuit in Spanish court against the former Salvadorian president Alfredo Cristiani and 14 members of the Salvadorian military alleging that their direct responsibility for the 1989 massacre. Judge Eloy Velasco admitted the lawsuit in 2009 on the basics principle of universal justice. Neither the Jesuits nor the UCA were parties to the lawsuit. So it was Spain versus them. Yeah, them. the people. Well, and not the people, but like yeah, the military. This is like a really fascinating part of the case. So... um it come in yet 
I don't think it comes up quite yet. So during the course of the judicial process, an unidentified witness confessed to his own participation in the massacre and implicated the high command of the Salvadorian military and Cristiani, the president. Judge Velasco's resolution to on the demand initially included 14 implicated members of the military, excluding the former Salvadorian president, but including the military high command, which includes the general who was colonel at the time. I always want to say colonel. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> the then chief of defense and he was the chief of defense uh of el salvador however the new testimony opened up the investigation to the former president as well evidence made available for journalists including handwritten notes taken during a meeting hmm. of the salvadorian military high command which the massacre was allegedly planned and both the military high command and the country's executive were probably not aware of, if not directly involved in the planning of these meetings. Wow. But they still have that evidence. Yeah. Wow. Declassified CIA documents Whoa. later indicated that many, for many years, the CIA knew of the Salvadorian government's plan to murder the Jesuit priests. Oh, God. Okay. And, uh... The May 2011, the court ruled against 20 members of the Salvadorian military, finding them guilty of murder, terrorism, and crimes against humanity. It ordered their immediate arrest. President Christiani was not included in this ruling. Why? Mm-hmm. Who knows? So, according to the substantiation of the ruling, they accused took advantage of the initial war context to perpetrate violations of human rights with aggravating characters of xenophobia because four, five of the murdered scholars were Spanish citizens. Oh. And, which, this is the interesting part. So, according to the substantiation of the ruling, the accused took advantage of the initial war context to, perpe- to perpetuate the violations of human rights with the aggravating character of xenophobia because five of the murdered scholars were Spanish citizens. Propaganda against them that prepared for the context of the murder called them leftist neo-imperialists from Spain, who were in El Salvador to reinstate colonialism. Like, they're going to send priests to do that. (laughs) And those found guilty faced a total of 2,700 years in prison. Thank you, Spain, my other people. Oh, my God. My people? Yay, what up? My last name. And the ruling of the Spanish court specifies <laughs> oh, that the Jesuit priests were murdered for their efforts to end the Salvadorian civil war peacefully. Yeah. Okay. Because um, the planning on the murder started when peace negotiations between the Salvadorian government and the FMLN communist group had broken down in 1988. The leadership of the Salvadorian military were convinced that they could win the war against the communist military. Uh, with military efforts. They interpreted um, one of the priests, Eacuria's efforts for peace negotiations as an inconvenience that had to be eliminated. Oh, fantastic. And um, to end this major, or not exactly end this major downer, but um, several chairs and institutions were founded for these six priests. And um, Ignacio Martin Barro, my parents like closest friend out of this one uh has a fund for mental health and human rights at boston college 
He also has the Ignacio Martin Barro Prize at the University of Chicago, where he attended. Wow. And Ignacio Ayacuria, uh, chair at Universidad Iberoamericana in Mexico. And then there's a similar chair at Universidad Carlos III in Madrid, Spain, which is a really good university. And Segundo Montes, another priest. Uh, he has a community in El Salvador that is settled by repatriated refugees, um, which was the subject of his research and activism. Lastly, most of these scholars were also credited for lasting contributions into the field of philosophy, theology, and liberation theology. Most of these scholars are also credited for lasting contributions to the fields of philosophy and theology. Ayakuria had uh, lasting contributions to liberation theology, psychology for Martin Barro, and social anthropology and migration studies for Montes. Some of the scholarship has been published. However, unfortunately, most of their material, material remains uncategorized and unpublished. Oh to God. end, in addition, there was the 1980 murders of U.S. missionaries in El Salvador that included the um, four Catholic missionaries from the United States working in El Salvador that were raped and murdered by five members of the Spanish, or the, oh, I'm so sorry, Spain, the Salvadorian <laughs> National Guard. There were Mary Knoll sisters, uh, Mara Clark and Ida Ford and Ursuline Dorothy Cazell and a lay missionary, Jean Donovan. Oh my God. So, I mean, okay, we're going to go down, Have I'm going to go down a rabbit hole in, like, a second, because this is why, like, our parents are so Catholic, though. Like, they live through these horrific things, and... This is why my parents are so Republican. <laughs> that, that's also a true statement, but, like, I mean, like, think about, like, what... Like, think about what they had to go through for that, like, to have this freedom yeah. in yeah. the United States. Like, it's, all, it's still something they, like, a hardcore core believe in though like you know yeah like, they'll always believe in they did like not take... after like they don't take it for granted after probably seeing the horrific monstrosity yeah stuff. i mean like they still oh my parents like they knew these people yeah believe they were their professors like right. their yeah. favorite professors could yeah. you imagine if my your God. professors at college were murdered no. like that no. yeah i can't no it, in the middle of giving mass <sighs> nuts I've heard about him before, though, because of yeah, obviously my mom. Well known. Yeah, his name is pretty well known. And he just became a saint. Good for him. Good for Thanks, him. Thanks, whoever's in charge of that. I don't know. Pope Frankie? Oh, is say, he the yeah, only one that I gets to so. decide that? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm sure there's no, like a team there's of a, yeah, cardinals. A team? No, I've looked into this before. A keepo. <laughs> Cardinal! Go! No, I've looked into go, it. Go! 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 Okay, so I've actually looked into it before okay. to see, like, what it takes to become a saint. And there yes. is a team. And it's, it's a long... Has, has, no, because I want to see how long it would take Mother for, like, Mother Teresa to become a saint. She... There's a certain amount of years, right? Yeah. There's, like, a... I, like, looked into the beatification. Beatification. I'm actually interested in seeing what he... Because they have to perform at least three miracles. So what is... What would his three miracles become a saint? Because they have to perform something. Maybe like, they've changed. An actor. They really have to perform miracles? Yeah, that's maybe how you they've yeah. changed that though. And maybe, well, maybe not because it it can happen after death. Like the miracle, the miracles right. can happen after mm-hmm. death. Like if you touch their cloak or whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. the it's or a whole process. Like, bodies are preserved. Yeah, it's a whole process called. that I 100 percent like looked up because 
I don't know. I thought it's interesting. It's interesting I think process. it's one of the more interesting things about Catholicism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, becoming one. How to? But uh, um, yeah. Uh, no, I not. did not know any of that except he did. You know. So if you somehow are listening to the third episode before the first two, uh, we've been recording all three of these in one day, and uh, it's it's eight and we got together at 12 so we've been doing this a long time um but and isabel is still yes <laughs> isabel's still recovering from her surgery. yeah so like i'm deadbeat tired i'm ready to sleep um love my friends love us this yeah. has been awesome um we hope you guys are enjoying it we are having a great time. Follow us on all our socials. Um, mm-hmm. They will uh, be... Which are... Oh, our oh handles. Our handles. Let me look it up now that I have my phone. Because so many people... What's our Twitter handle? Our Twitter handle, while she's looking that up, is at two, as in the number. Girls, G-I-R-L-S, one, as in the numeral, G C or S-C. I don't know where the G came from. Yeah, I was like, what? Um... Yeah, and yeah. Okay. Our Instagram us. will follow suit. Our right. Instagram is two, like the number, the number two, mm-hmm. girls, one, and I'm going to change it to SC to just align with literally what we live in right now. Yeah, so, so perf. Just, it's the same as our Twitter that we yeah, just said. Yeah, basically same as Twitter. Um, Facebook, I'm also in charge of that. Just search two girls, one scaredy cat. Yeah, it will come up. You can follow... Follow, or like, like or however it works. I don't have a Facebook. Like it. Um, um, it is actually two girls, one skaty cat spelled out, but I'm just going to change that as well to just conform everything to one. Yeah. Um, and you can email us at two girls, one scaredy cat at gmail.com. I don't know what you want to email us yet. Just say hi. Um, rate and review. We'd really appreciate that. Please yeah. subscribe. Subscribe if you like us. Like, honestly, we are just doing this as a fun thing yeah like like we have like we 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 do have jobs we do have jobs Uh, like but yeah so we hope you're liking it we can't wait to record our next episodes already um yeah we'll see you guys next time bye peace out ciao